Rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. Tune in at 10 a.m. and join Antonia Roman as she sings and reads the Word of God. The Word of God will give you insight for the purpose in your life. Now here is your host, Antonia Roman. friends on this Saturday Christmas Eve morning. I hope that you are excited as I am as we celebrate the Christmas season of the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining in today with me again. It's always um, a pleasure to be able to share the Word of God with you. And as you know, we have been in the book of Hosea. And we are in chapter 5. And we're going to keep reading along. But um, I just wanted us to um, pause for a second before we get into the word of Hosea again. And I wanted us to talk about how special Christmas is to us Christians. I wanted to take a minute to remember the goodness of the Lord. And when we celebrate his birth and the promise that was given to us through his salvation, I just don't see him just as a baby, but I see him as this miracle-working wonder powerful man who walked on this earth sent by God and did so many things on earth while he was still alive and how much he touched people's lives and we get to understand and know about him through the word in the Bible And for many of us, during this season, we take a minute to reflect about what Christ has done for our lives. We celebrate his birth. We celebrate the promise that was given to us by God. And most of all, we remember what Christmas is all about. I don't know about you, but for me, Christmas is very personal. And I know that for many people, Christmas could be a time of joy, peace, celebration. And for some others, it could be a time of depression. It could be a time of misery. It could be a time of down and out for many reasons. And I just encourage you during this season, if you have an opportunity to reach out to someone, give of your heart to them, share of yourself and share to them about Christ. You never know whose life you're going to touch, who needs a word of encouragement. 
So as we celebrate this season, my friends, remember that in every abundance that you have in your life, there are others that lack much. So remember during this season, as you're shopping for gifts for your families and friends, and you are all excited about this time, why don't you just take a minute, maybe buy someone a cup of coffee, a total stranger. Maybe speak to someone on the grocery line that otherwise you wouldn't speak to. And if you see someone who needs encouragement, be that voice of encouragement to them. And be that voice to share of who Christ is. So as we continue now, my friends, to go into the book of Hosea, we are going to be picking up chapter 5, verse 6. And as you know, we had already spoken about last week how everyone needed to listen up because of what the leaders were doing and how they were making their community go astray. And they did not turn away from their sin at all. And they would have to face the consequences. And God was starting to really expose it. And now as we pick up in verse 6, this is what it says. With their flocks and herds, they shall go to seek the Lord, but they will not find him. He has withdrawn himself from them. They have dealt treacherously with the Lord, for they have begotten pagan children. Now a new moon shall devour them and their heritage. Blow the ram's horn in Geber, the trumpet in Ramah, cry aloud at Beth Aven. Look behind you, O Benjamin, Ephraim shall be desolate in the day of rebuke. Among the tribes of Israel, I make known what is sure. The princes of Judah, like those who remove a landmark, I will pour out my wrath on them like water. Ephraim is oppressed and broken in judgment because he willingly walked by human precept. Therefore, I will be to Ephraim like a moth and to the house of Judah like rottenness. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We know that your word is truth. We know your word gives us life. We know that your word gives us great illustrations and examples of things that people did back then at the time of Hosea. And we can actually read this word and we can apply it to our lives today. Because your word is truth and your word is never void. So we thank you for this word. Amen. So my friends, you know, again, the book of Hosea is a very deep book. Deep chapters. Deep things that are happening with this community. 
And even when at the time of Hosea, the people were sinning, the people were worshiping other gods, false gods at that. And they were doing sexual immorality. And in that time, people were being swayed left and right. And they would face the consequences. Because when God comes to judge and place judgment, he does it his own way. And he exposes it to such an extent that it starts to set up a premise of what people are doing and how they realize what's happening. He has no choice but to give people a wake-up call. And we always ask ourselves and should be examining ourselves about have we in any way swayed left or right? Left or to the right? In pursuing after God? Have we gotten caught up in other things that are not of God? You know, this world has so much to offer. So much temptation. So many things that make us feel happy. So many things that can make us feel successful. So many things that can make us feel like we are acquiring everything we finally wanted out of life. And what we have to ask ourselves is, in those moments, what are we really acquiring? Because at the end of the day, if you're selling your soul, if you're giving your life over to the enemy, the devil, and you're not worshiping Jesus, and you have not surrendered your life over to God, things may not go that well for you. And I know as much as <laughs> this uh, book of Hosea keeps reminding us of this, it is important that we discuss it. Because many times, my friends, people don't want to talk about what's happening in their lives. They don't want to be transparent. They don't want to confess with their mouth their sins. They don't even want to share with other believers because we're struggling in this area too, my friends, even as Christians, because of what people might think of them, what they might expose, what they might reveal. And sometimes people don't want to let go of what they're doing, especially if they feel they're gaining something out of it. So when it says here, with their flocks and herds, they shall go to seek the Lord, but they will not find him. Because once our Heavenly Father decides, I've had enough, I'm moving on, I'm displacing myself from your side, I'm no longer going to be there in your presence, people will look for God after they've done all their sin, after they've done what they've done, and they're not going to find him because they never included him to begin with. They never 
um, went to him for counsel. They never went to him to ask him, Lord, I need help in this area. Or they never trusted him. They walked away from the promise he gave to them. They walked away from believing in the power that he had. They walked away in a sense of, well, if these other gods and these other things could give me what I want and they can give it to me quickly, then I don't need God anymore. And God acknowledges that and sees all that. And he knows exactly the decisions they've made. And he knows the decisions we make every day, my friends. He knows the minute you get up and you take your uh, another breath of life and you walk and you talk and you go about your daily routines, he knows everything about you. He knows all of your thought processes. And the moment that you decide that you want to work, walk away from God or you no longer want to include God in anything, and then all of a sudden something starts to happen in your life and you're like, Lord, where are you? Well, don't be surprised that he's not there because you walked away from him. And as much as a lot of people don't want to talk about this, we have to discuss this, my friends. Because he has withdrawn himself from them. Because they have dealt treacherously with the Lord. For they have begotten pagan children. Now a new moon shall devour them and their heritage. Because they sinned against the Lord, because they went and they did the sexual immorality, now they have, and they have a new breed now of children that was not of God. And God considers them pagan children because these were formed during rituals. And during those times of rituals, sexual immorality took place and a child was conceived. And that child was conceived out of the will of God. And then it said, and then when it says, and a new moon shall devour them and their heritage, a new spirit's gonna take over that family, a new spirit's gonna take over that individual. A new darkness has come and they've opened up a portal. A lot of times people think that you cannot open up a portal, and that's not true. There are many people who will dabble into different things, different ideologies, different mystical adventures, as they call it. There's all different types of man-made materials, man-made religions, man-made carved images. And a lot of times when people are not fully satisfied because they become very selfish, very self-consumed, very self-centered, They're not satisfied with what God has given them. They go out and seek things a different way. Even if it means dealing in witchcraft. Even if it means dealing in areas of ideologies that are not of God. That do not align with God's word, nor his commandments, nor his laws. But they do it anyway. And in doing it, they're going to go and they're going to set up a new premise and they're going to do it their way. My friends, God wants to make it very clear to us that this is a perfect warning sign of the things we need to look out for and cannot get caught up in. You know, there are many people these days that say, oh, well, you know, if I 
if 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 I don't really hurt anyone, it's okay. You know, um, I'm just doing it to myself, so I'm not really hurting anybody else. Well, hurting it to yourself is just as enough as hurting it to someone else. Because you are God's children. The problem is his children don't acknowledge him as the father. And they prefer to become orphans because they walk away from Christ. And then when they're wondering in situations that are chaotic and they're wondering why they don't sense the presence of the Lord, then they start wondering, well, what happened? Well, you know what happened. You know what you did. You know the actions you took. It's just that you just thought you would just have it all. And my friends, I got to tell you, this is a lot of stuff that people don't want to talk about. You know, I have a friend I haven't spoken to in a while. It's more like um, a distant friend. Um, And one of the things that she was always battling with is not surrendering over to God. She knew who God was. Um, She knew about the goodness of the Lord. And she was always seeking some type of religious form in her life. But she just didn't want it to be the Jesus way. She wanted to be, she wanted it to be a different way. And she was always exploring into different things. And I said to her one day, I said, you're never really gonna truly find what you're looking for until you surrender to Christ. Because a lot of times my friends will find ourselves just wandering in the wilderness just like the children of Israel did for 40 years because they were not following what God asked them to do. And at the same time, they weren't trusting the Lord. Even when the Lord was displaying everything to them and opening doors for them and giving them provision, many of them didn't want to go forward with the plan that the Lord had for them. They wanted to do their own plan. And that's why sometimes it takes a little longer, my friends, to get to the place that God wants you to be in because you're not trusting Him. Because you're not truly surrendering to His ways, to His plans. His ways are better than our ways, my friends. And it says here, blow the ram's horn in. Goodbye, the trumpet in Ramah, cry aloud at Beth Avon. Look behind you, O Benjamin. Ephraim shall be desolate in the day of rebuke. Among the tribes of Israel, I make known what is sure. It's so clear here. It's like it's found out. They're going to get to a place, a very dry land. They're going to get to a place that is not going to be well with them. 
especially when God rebukes them. There's the scripture that says, how many people will say, Lord, Lord, I did all these things in your name. And the Lord will say to them, said, I never knew you. Because a lot of the things sometimes that we think that we're doing in the Lord's name was never commissioned by the Lord for us to do so. And one thing that the Lord will definitely do is place judgment and rebuke you. And he will definitely, definitely make sure that you're not gonna turn out to have the successes that you were having for a while. There are many examples right now that we can turn on the news, the radio, look at a newspaper, check on Facebook or any other type of social media site where stories are coming out left and right of individuals that were riding high in the sky and now they've hit their lowest rock bottom. And many people as observers are going, how did that happen? How did they go from this place, this high status place, to now this place of down and out? Because again, sometimes people are not looking towards God when it comes to the accomplishments that they have in their lives. They don't even thank their Heavenly Father for the things that He has blessed them with. And in the day that Ephraim shall be desolate, in the day of rebuke among the tribes of Israel, I make known what is sure. It's going to be found out. It's going to be laid out. It's going to be exposed. And most of all, it's going to be known to everyone. We cannot go around thinking that things are not going to be found out, my friends. In the time of Hosea, this is what was happening. And for most people... You know, they would sound, they're sounding the alarm, right? Because of these two places, Gibeah and Mama. These were Israelite cities near Jerusalem. And Hosea pretty much was prophesying that these cities would sound the alarm of the coming judgment. Because that is what was happening at the time. And when God places his judgment, there's nothing you could do, my friends. There's nothing you could do. The only way to come out of that judgment is to truly run and surrender to God, to repent, to ask for forgiveness, to give up all the things that you have dabbled in. You know, just this week alone, I was rearranging my place a little bit, like I normally do. <laughs> I rearrange a lot. 
and um <clears throat> i started looking at some books that i you know that were given to me books that um uh i've received because you know sometimes I, i i judge you know different types of um contests book contests and stuff and i started looking through some of these books and i was like you know some of these books don't line up with god's word and i had to really look at the book and say i got to get rid of this book it doesn't belong in my house it doesn't belong in my presence and it definitely does not honor god it's not a book about god um and i noticed that you know it was very easy for me to just dispose of it because when you know right from wrong when you know you're not supposed to have things in your house that is not of god it's very easy to get rid of it there's no it's a buzz about it there was no contemplation there was no like well let me see well maybe there's a chapter in here that might be good no if overall the book does not honor god if it doesn't um if it especially if it, if it's one of the books that i ended up throwing away um it it had nothing to do with god it had only things of different types of ideology and then when i realized i was like wait how did i get how did i even get this book and then i remembered someone gave it to me as a gift The thing is I never really took out the time. I just glanced it. I didn't take out the time to really read what the concept of it was, what the ideal ideology of the author um maintained uh when she wrote it and then I said, "Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I remember now who gave me this book." Yeah. Thanks for the gesture of the book cuz you know, you're always grateful that people give you gifts, but You know, if a gift is not lining up with God's word, you need to just give the gift back <laughs> or get rid of the gift. And some of you might be saying, "Well, how can you just so easily give up the things that were given to you or, you know, you acquired?" Because when you know that what God requires of you in doing the right thing, It's a very easy choice to make to let go of something. Um and I think that's one of the hardest areas that a lot of Christians struggle with. A lot of people struggle with in general. Even as Christians sometimes we struggle to let go of things. And you know, God gives us everything in our lives that he wants us to have that is of his goodness. And there are many times as well when we get other things that were not given to us by God, by other people in the natural and he wants us he gives us free will, but he also wants us to make the right choices and decisions. because ultimately at the end of the day we are responsible for our actions. And if we know what God's word says, if we know his commandments, his laws, if we know his promises, if we know everything that he shares with us in this Bible as perfect examples 
of how we could live our lives and the plan he has for us for the purpose to serve on this earth, it is very easy to give up something or let go of something when we know it doesn't line up with God. So I'm hoping that someone that might be listening to me right now, have you had the time to really check in your home what may not belong in your home? I am a firm believer. And people sometimes will say this is not true. But I know it's true because I've experienced it. There are times that I have experienced that something that was given to me or something that I end up buying on my own or whatever the case was had some type of attachment to it that was not a good vibe. That was not a good spiritual presence. That was not um, healthy, if you know what I mean. And when I see or sense that something gives me a bad feeling or sends chills up my spine or just... You know, the Holy Spirit starts to reveal something to me about that. It could even be clothing. It could be anything. I won't keep it. Because obviously there's something attached to it. And a lot of times people think that that is not a factual thing. That spiritually things don't get attached to things. You have to think of it this way. If the Holy Spirit exists, which we know it does, and the Holy Spirit communicates with us, the Holy Spirit gives us revelation, the Holy Spirit will give us an understanding, word of knowledge at times, the Holy Spirit is operating in us, then what makes us think that if you're not saved, if you haven't surrendered your life to Christ, if you're dabbling in witchcraft or any other type of form of thing that goes against God's word, what makes you think that those spirits themselves don't truly operate? Of course they do. And that's why even when I get stuff, I pray over it. You know, I ask the Lord for protection you know I asked the Lord to um, if it's meant for me to have it then I'll keep it I'll utilize it and um, I just know that the Lord will always line up for us the things that we need I have been, I want to share this with you because a couple of, um, a couple of weeks ago, I had been saying to myself since I moved into my new place that I had wanted some bookshelves 
but because I'm in a smaller space now, there had to be like specific bookshelves. Um, so it wouldn't take up too much of the room, if you know what I mean, when you're like trying to put your stuff together. Ladies, you know, um, especially for women who we love to decorate and we love to organize, um, you know, you just, you just know what you're looking for. You know, visually you see it in your head. You're like, if I just had this, this would go perfect here. Right. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm a thrift shop type of girl. (laughs) I go to Goodwill and all the thrift shops if necessary. Um, and it's so interesting because last weekend I actually said, let me go there for a quick second because I have one that's not too far from me. And I went there and I literally was just going to go there to um, possibly look at the clothes. <laughs> and when I got there, I never made it inside. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> I ended up parking at a different side of the lot than I normally would. And all of a sudden, as I get out of my car, I see that there's a gentleman with his SUV hatchback open and he has items in his car. And I looked yonder and I saw that where he was by was the donation center entrance. And when I looked, I I see in the distance the same type of bookshelves that I had been imagining, envisioning. And I said, wait, is that what I think it is? So I said to the gentleman, excuse me, are you, what is that in your car? <laughs> are you, are you donating that right now? And he was like, yes. I said, what are those? He's like, they're bookshelves. I'm like, they are? And I'm looking at them going, that's the size that I need in my head. So I go over to him and I'm like, um, is there any possibility you can give these to me? And I tell you that right away, instantaneously. I felt the Holy Spirit like this was like a reveal. This was like a belief of a disbelief. If you can understand what I mean. I was like in disbelief like wow. This this is like exactly what I've been looking for. And not only am I not paying for it. Because the gentleman was like yeah I'll just give it to you. He said but I already gave one to the guy inside. But it was still standing there inside. So I went up to the guy, the worker, and I, the Goodwill worker. And I was like, excuse me, I know he just gave you this. But he's giving me the other one. Um, can I take it? And he was like, sure, ma'am. It helps us. And I was like, okay. Now I couldn't get into my car. And I said, well, maybe I could walk these. One, but they're heavy. They're the good ones. They're not cheap. And then I said to the gentleman, I said, I literally live, like, not that far from here. Would you be able to help me? Not only did he help me, he says, I have two pieces that kind of go with it, and then I have two other pieces I still have to get from my house. I can drop them off to you. And I'm telling you, I had such a 
good vibe about it. I had a good sense of what I was being given at this time is what I've been, um, the Lord knew the desires of my heart. I was being very patient about it. Um, I knew in his perfect timing it would come. I know the Lord for me on many occasions has shown me visions of things that I would have and get for my apartment, my home. And I would just wait on the Lord for it. I wouldn't rush it. And, you know, I've set everything up accordingly in the room that I needed to. And I am very grateful to my Heavenly Father for it. And when I... Sharing this story with you is to share with you that Israel at the time, they were very impatient. You know, people at this time of Hosea, they were in a rush. They wanted everything their way and right away. And we're dealing with a society today with the same issues. Everyone wants instant gratification. Everyone wants things quickly. They want it like microwave specialty. (laughs) And I have been thinking about these bookshelves since May. And now it's December. It's several months later. But the Lord fulfilled that desire that I had in my heart about them in the perfect timing. And it didn't cost me anything. I was blessed even with additional items to them. So I every time the Lord blesses me with things that he sh- gives me visions about or you know, gives me an understanding about what's what's going to be applied to my life or to my home or whatever. I wait on the Lord for all those things. And the children of Israel were not waiting on the Lord. We spoke last week about how some people, if they were not, if they were barren and they um, wanted to have kids and they were rushing and the Lord, you know, even though they may, the Lord may have given them a promise of, Hold on, wait a minute, you know, the perfect timing will come where you will conceive. They went against that. They went against that and and did their own thing. Got caught up with um, the wrong people, the wrong things they were worshiping. And because of that, they ended up getting results that were not of God. And I encourage you, my friends, to really think and have patience of what the Lord has promised you. If the Lord has promised you something, it will come to pass in His perfect timing. Because when He gives it to you, He's going to give it to you so smoothly. And He's going to provide all provisions. He's going to provide the access. He's going to provide the person, even the person who will bless you with it. I mean, you'd be surprised what the Lord does for your life. 
I am always amazed every day what the Lord does in my life. And I'm very grateful. And I don't take it for granted. So my friends, when we think about the example at the time of Hosea, what these people were doing, they were going to face major consequences for their choices, their decisions, their actions. And God was exposing it. And then it says here, The princes of Judah like those who remove a landmark. I will pour out my wrath on them like water. Ephraim is oppressed and broken in judgment. Because he willingly walked by human precept. Therefore I will be to Ephraim like a moth. And to the house of Judah like rottenness. That is very deep. That is very profound. And that is destruction. As we see the princes of Judah like those who remove a landmark. When you remove something specific that God has done in your life. When you don't respect specific things that have a major significance when we think these days about how we remove landmarks if you all know there's been numerous times where we keep hearing about how they're removing a lot of confederate landmarks confederate monuments confederate statues right because for many decades, we have always had those things as great symbolisms of the states of confederacy. And it's not until now, years later, that we truly understand what that represented. And they remove the landmark, right? Because they're like, we don't want to continue to be having these things be evident. Because all this time, we obviously were fooled. And in this case, the landmark they were removing were and is the landmark that represented the solid rock of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, of God, of the Lord at this time. Why would they have removed the landmark, which was the solid rock, the foundation of their forefathers, the foundation of the promises of everything that was given to them, from the sacrifices of prior generations. And now they were totally removing God out of their lives, removing God out of their community, removing God out of their relationship. They said, I will pour my wrath on them like water. They were going to face major consequences. Ephraim is oppressed and broken in judgment. 
Because when God comes to judge, there is a brokenness that takes place, my friends. Because he willingly walked by human precept. Meaning that they just walked by the flesh, by operating in the flesh. They didn't operate in the spirit. When you don't operate in the spirit, you're not seeing clearly what God is asking and requiring of you. You are only going by your fleshly desires, by your fleshly wants. And we don't think about anything else when we're operating in the flesh. We make irrational decisions. We make the poor choices. And it says here, therefore I will be to Ephraim like a moth. You know, when we think about moths, moths eat our clothes. They destroy things. If you see a moth in your house, you need to kill it. Get rid of it. Because it will go and it will start to chew on your clothes. And to the house of Judah like rottenness. Decaying, falling apart. That's not good, my friends. But this is great examples of why we need to read God's word and understand it. So we don't fall into these situations. And end up suffering consequences like this. I see now why no not many people discuss the book of Hosea. Because it is really laying out so much about what the children of Israel did at this time. The disobedience, the sin, the sexual immorality that they were committing. Walking away from God, disobeying God. Entertaining themselves and the sin over and over and over again. And God made it very clear here, not just through the exposure, but made it very clear of what they were going to face as a consequence. So my friends, I know this stuff is deep. And again, a lot of people don't want to talk about these things. But we have to talk about these things, my friends. The question is, are you just operating by the flesh? Or are you operating by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, at that? My friends, it has truly been a pleasure to share God's Word with you again. And on a, on a lighter note and a more cheerful note, <laughs> I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. I hope that you are blessed beyond measure. May the Lord provide you with the desires of your heart may you spend your time with your family and friends remembering who christ is in all the hustle bustle of gift exchanges and food and fellowship and hanging out or whatever you're gonna do remember to include jesus christ in the mix because he is ultimately the perfect gift during this time. I look forward to sharing the word again with you next week. We will arise and shine with the word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. God bless you.
Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the word of God. The word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.